0: It's September 24th, 2022, and this is episode 14 of the Mike Newman Show, where once again Dr. Tim Jurgensen and I meet up for breakfast at a North Austin eatery, and generally we talk about what's on our mind this time. However, we decided to have a little bit of a topic ahead of time, so we basically talked about travel and some of our earliest memories of travel in our different generations and and how that uh, played out in just the course of our Early Adventures. It's pretty fun. We've traveled a bit and uh, just enjoyed talking about it. Other interesting bit about this episode was the first time that uh, we actually broadcast live. So uh, in addition to just normally we just run the recorder and then at the end uh, that's the show without a lot of editing. Uh, This time we lit up a uh, live item tag in Podcasting 2.0 parlance. And uh, we're available on CurioCaster and Podverse where you, if you were out there this morning, uh, had the opportunity to listen in. So, uh, here we go with episode 14. Catch you at the end. So, we had talked a little bit about maybe talking about travel. Something that, you've done a bit of and, yeah.
1: Well, when we, we've collectively done a bit and... The physicist in me, uh, when I when I thought it up, I thought, oh gosh, we've we've traveled a lot together, so we can we can tell war stories about traveling. But and then the yes. physicist in me says, no, 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 you have to go back to, to more first principles.
0: First principles, yes.
1: Got to start uh, right, and, and so
0: uh, F equals M A, or
1: just we 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 if you think about it, we 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 kind of have uh, I want to say like six distinct paradigms of travel uh we have uh, we have uh, walking right uh, we have the wheel so we have wagons uh we float on water so we have boats uh and i'm i'm willing to, to kind of disregard those three uh as as going a little bit too far back but if you for me, when I, when I think about travel uh, and the, the travel that I've done over the course of my life, I have to touch on the other three uh, great paradigms of travel, which are uh, automobiles, uh, trains, and airplanes. And, and so in, in, in recounting any, any personal uh, travel experiences... Uh, memories. I go back to some of my earliest memories of traveling with my mom and dad when mm-hmm. I was very young back in Western Oklahoma. So this would be 1954, something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the first one of the first memories or travel significant travel memories I have is uh, my father. Uh, drove a, a mail route and uh, he was a contract uh, uh, Drove. A, he had a contract to drive mail for the, the federal government and as is always the case when you end up having a, a job which deals with the federal government, one of the first things you do is form a union and so uh, my, my, my dad was a, an independent contractor but the independent mail contractors, the Star Route mail carriers, if you will, uh, had, a, uh, had a had a had an organization, uh, essentially a, a labor union. Right. And uh, so my dad was a was a member, and each summer the the uh, association would have a national meeting, mm-hmm. and the state organizations would generally send a couple or three delegates to the national meeting, and my dad uh, was active enough that uh, he was sent for, for a few summers when okay. i was very young and so that was that was my introduction to travel uh right we, so we, you we, would
0: travel with him to these at least these two yeah some yeah and
1: and and, and so uh, uh, the 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 first car i remember traveling any distance in was a 1952 chevrolet and travel at that time uh Number one, the interstate highway system was not even a figment of somebody's imagination at that point. Mm-hmm. The roadways were all uh, original Route 66, two-lane right. two lane highways that uh, that uh, crossed the country, very often two-lane highways that had curbs on the side of them, if you can imagine. Wow. Uh, uh, traveling uh, w- with uh, at, at interstate speeds now with a with with roadway a that has a curb right on the you. side. Of, yes,
0: you, and you, you and, and you grew up in Sayre, which is right on it, Route 66.
1: Grew, grew up a block away from Route 66. There you go. Yeah. Okay, er, 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 every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, so uh, the, the, the the travel support along the way, uh, there weren't a lot. At least that I was aware of, there weren't a lot of what we would think of today as motels, uh, hotels along the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Rather, there tended to be uh, tourist courts. This would be a, 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 a motel establishment, but rather than a large building with individual rooms, there were actually individual cabins. Okay. So you you'd pull into a, a court and you, you would get a, a cabin and mm-hmm. it generally would have a, have beds and a bathroom and a, maybe a dinette. Right? Okay. Yep. So when we would set out to travel, uh, and I, I I think the first uh, one of the first uh, instances I remember was traveling back to uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, which I guess is close to Cincinnati, I think. It's it's not
0: far. It's at today's highway speeds. It's about two and a half hours from Cincinnati. Okay,
1: so I remember Cincinnati somehow figured in the equation. At any rate, to Mm -hmm. travel there, uh, we were going in a a 1952 Chevrolet. Uh, We traveled frugally, uh, Mm -hmm. and so my dad uh, constructed a... A wooden box that fit between the front and back seat down in the in the floorboard area. Okay. And before we left, uh, my mother would pack that full of canned goods, so okay. canned meats, soups, everything else. Mm-hmm. And virtually all the time, we would eat out of that box as we, we traveled. Mm-hmm. And in the evenings, we would uh, pull into a court, and uh, the courts would have a, a generally the the cabin that we would get would have a dinette. And so we would, uh, uh, my mother would uh, unpack uh, a few cans of things and whip up dinner. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the way we ate. Uh, earlier in the day, uh, there, there were three main, fat, what today we would think of as fast food chains across, at least across the Midwest. Okay. There was the Dairy King, Dairy Queen, and Dairy Maid.
0: All the dairies.
1: All the dairies were there, and apparently Dairy Queen ultimately won out. Uh, Did it, they know each
0: problem. other? Were they related in any way? I mean, as King Queen know, and the maid came in, and they, you know, they were all blew they, it all they up. were all
1: they were all independent uh, chains. Huh. Okay. But uh, so w- w- we would we would generally are er, there, there weren't a lot of uh, of. Uh, what I would think of as roadside diners mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Den- Denny's or some such. Uh, so generally, yeah. as we would travel, uh, my mother would fix up <clears throat> fix up some breakfast before we would leave the court, the cabin each right. morning. Uh, at midday, we would stop at one of the fast food franchises, generally a Dairy mm-hmm. Queen, mm-hmm. and uh, have, uh, have a, a hamburger or, or some such.
0: How'd you do for gas on uh, on these trips? I mean, a my, lot of little towns or... A
1: lot, lot of little towns, yes, mm-hmm. a lot of stations. And my my father, for whatever reason, he his his when he would pull into a service station, and, and he, every service station was a full-service service station, so yeah. you didn't pump your own gas. You pulled in, and, mm-hmm. and someone was going to pump the gas for you as well as... Check the oil. Check the radiator. Clean the windows.
0: And you drive it, over a compressor hose, and you hear a ding, 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 or and then the.
1: That actually. Or did that came later. That came later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we predated that. It it generally was uh, uh, some guy with a with a, a cloth or a, a, a rag in his pocket that, for, that was for checking your oil. Was, was checking for checking they your oil. They pop yeah. the oil. They, and, he, yeah. and he had a he had a, a pressure a gauge uh, in his shirt pocket, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, and and do it. But my, but so my dad's, mm-hmm. my dad's uh, comment when, uh, when the, 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 he'd pull in, he'd roll down the window, the guy would walk up and, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy'd say, fill her up, and my dad would say, no, give me about five, okay, that was his response, and mm-hmm. and, and he he meant, give me five gallons worth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's all he'd buy, so he'd buy five gallons worth, and then we'd we'd. Uh, uh, check everything out, and, he, and we'd leave, and, and we'd drive for that five gallons worth, and he'd, he'd stop in again. Now, that didn't mean that, that we were running. We only had five gallons in the tank, but sure. we, were, we, we were driving on top of the top five gallons in the, in the tank. <laughs> so
0: and did he ever explain the logic in that? I mean, I can see a couple of different reasons maybe why you would do that or he
1: he, he never did I, I noticed mm-hmm. it I, I I don't know why my curiosity didn't get to me but I I reasoned that he did that because as a youngster that was about exactly the right distance between bathroom breaks yeah and and uh, I, as a as a driver, since he drove every day, yeah, uh, that was about the distance that he wanted to travel before he had to stop and take a break and get out and walk around, stretch his legs, and all yeah. like. So, I I always figured that that was just a that was a mechanism to make things happen at a at mm-hmm. an interval that made sense
0: in a repeatable routine. When you got to that next gas station, you yep. you know you're going to get some gas. <clears throat> yeah. So good go be. Could be, I don't trust this gas here, or what if I get, you know, five gallons of bad gas here and I stumble in, you know, I'm not carrying around a full tank of it. So, yeah. I don't know.
1: No, I, I think for the most part it was it was timing. Just, just timing, make everything happen. Very, very rarely, it was very rare uh, as we were traveling that, uh, that uh, we'd have to pull over the side of the road and, uh, close to a tree and let me run out in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the bushes <laughs> right, to, to yeah. do my thing there. Uh, it were, but well, cool. So, so my travel, at, at that point, pretty much I my, my mom and dad sat in the front seat, and, mm-hmm. and my dad would drive. Uh, my mother would drive very rarely, but mm-hmm. sometimes. And I had the back seat to myself, and the this wooden box that fit down in the floorboard, we laid uh, a blanket on the top of it, so I mm-hmm. essentially had, a, had a bed back there. Had a bed much. back there, right. Yeah. And if I, if, if, if I was awake... Uh, we would look for Burma Shave signs along the roadway, oh, yeah. and uh, so, so that,
0: those were the ones that kind of continued, right? They like told a story, or they right. had questions, or
1: yeah. Generally, generally there were oh, five to seven signs that made up a message, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the last the last sign was Burma Shave, uh, but but yes, I I, I actually uh, if I thought about that I, I should have. I can probably recall some a few of the the, the, of the jingles that they they had on the signs, but I don't at the moment. But sure, yeah. it was always da uh, da 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 da. You yeah. <laughs> know, it had a rhythm to it. It had a rhythm to it, and then the the last uh, the last one would be Burma Shave, mm-hmm. and, and and so you got so it was it was the commercial you read or you read as you as you drove along. Okay, and uh, uh, there were there were starting to be at that time there were starting to be billboards, but I, I almost want to think the Burma Shave signs were the the introduction to doing billboards. Mm-hmm. And they were done very unobtrusively. They were low. Uh, they they were they were close by the side of the road. Uh, they were relatively small signs. They weren't these huge billboards. Right. They were relatively small signs, and you'd find them, and, 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 and then you'd start to look for the next one. Sometimes... There would be uh, there might literally be a half a mile between signs, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you literally were anticipating what the next one was going to say and it became a bit of a game to see who could who could locate the next sign first and uh, and, and read it uh, as we were traveling along
0: We used to do that with license plates oh, um, yeah. you know, we go see which which state who could find a new state you know the one that hadn't been seen yet uh, yeah yep. or, or play the alphabet game with uh, with the license plate letters. yeah, And then uh, I always won, of Did course. all
1: those games. Just,
0: just kidding. Yeah. Well cool. Yeah.
1: So anyway that carried that carried me through the through the the, the travel bar- paradigm, if you will, uh, of, of the automobile paradigm. Uh, in nineteen fifty six uh, the Eisenhower administration uh, introduced the uh, the uh, Interstate Highway interstate Highway system. Mm-hmm and uh, they began construction on that. So, between '56 and uh, and about uh, well, the, the rest of my life, well, the, the the interstate highway system was expanding, and and more and more of our travel would be on a, on an interstate uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or it, interestingly enough, it was not until perhaps '60, '61, '62 that at least. In the mid part of the country, uh, the interstates started going through small towns or excuse me, started going around small towns. And so uh, for for many years, you would get uh, the interstate between towns and then then the the interstate would funnel down through a, a two lane or four lane road through the center of the little towns. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, yeah. along in the late uh, of the late 50s, we finally started to get the interstate bypasses, yeah. uh, which became uh, kind of a, a knife in the heart of a number of small communities uh, because they literally lived off of the traffic that, uh,
0: that yeah, came the through. the people through that curtains. would stop, the people that would get, give me five. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. And and sometimes we'll have dinner or, or mm-hmm. what have you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that 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 was that was my my introduction to uh, highway travel and, and the uh, the American love affair with the automobile, uh, mm-hmm. if you will. Along in, uh, uh, well, it would have been when I was a, a senior in high school, uh, I got to take my first trip on an airplane, and uh, uh, I I was. Uh, I did well on standardized tests and so I got introductions uh or or got letters invitation letters from lots and lots of colleges around the country suggesting that I ought to come there and 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 go to school and and that was that was that was great it was stoking one's ego a little bit but also a good geography lesson to 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 learn about various schools and one that I I ran across was uh uh, Michigan State uh, University in uh, East Lansing, Michigan had a uh, offered a series of uh, scholarships uh, and these were these, these were uh, totally merit based scholarships you you would go to, to, to Lansing and, and take a, a test and if you did well enough on the test you'd be offered a, a scholarship and I thought that was cool, and so my, I in, was managed to uh, uh, induce my dad in particular to, to let me go to, uh, to uh, Michigan. He was very supportive of, of, of anything I did academically, and so he was going to uh, let me go. Take, a, take the scholarship test, see if I could do a scholarship. Yeah, yeah cool. This would have been in, in January of uh, 1960, uh, three, 1963. Okay. I was just trying to think if it was 62, mm-hmm. right, right, 63, January 63. And so, in order to be rested when I got there yeah. to take the test, and, and, and you recognize now that, you know, the probability that even, even though I did well on standardized tests, that I was going to go to Michigan and and and, and along with five thousand other kids to sure. take a test and get a scholarship was was slim to none the chances you know but nonetheless hope springs eternal For and sure. and my dad as I say was a, was a great supporter and, mm-hmm. and and so in order to be sure that I was uh, was well rested when I got up there to take the test he he allowed us how I ought to fly yeah. and so he. He gave me—I don't know—probably it it probably amounted to a couple hundred dollars, maybe $300 that uh, uh, I could use to get myself to Michigan and back. Right, so not, non-trivial amount of money for those days, and a, a very non-trivial amount of money to come out of my dad's pocket. I can I can assure uh, I, you. Yeah. So okay. I uh, uh, took the. Um, Went to Oklahoma City, so they drove mm-hmm. my, my mom. And I think probably it was my mother that actually drove me down to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I found the airport, uh, found a, found a, uh, how to buy a ticket uh, all the way to Lansing, Michigan, and, and which which meant that I flew from Oklahoma City to Kansas City, and then from Kansas City to Chicago, and then from Chicago over to Lansing, Michigan.
0: Yeah,
1: and it was. I want to say 50, 60, 70 degrees when I left Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and I was flying on a Constellation. So it was Is a... C three? it
0: a DC-3? Uh, no. no.
1: Had the Constellation was a four-engine, uh, the, the, the very beautiful the yeah. aerodynamic airplane, right, gotcha. with, with a okay. tri-tail on the back. That's right. Know, like, okay. Yep. Great, great airplane. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. airplane. So, I, uh, I, I got on that in, in Oklahoma City and flew from uh, 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 Oklahoma City to Kansas City. It stopped in Kansas City, but I stayed on the plane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then on to Chicago, and in Chicago, the O'Hare Airport was, I don't know if the whole airport was new, but the terminal building, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the initial vestige of the of the terminal buildings that you would see at O'Hare now uh, where had, where had just opened.
0: Building 1. Building <clears> 1, <throat> pretty much, yeah. yes. So So, which airline? Where, do you remember the airline you were I'm on? I'm pretty sure
1: it was, uh, I want to say it was United. Okay. But I, I don't I don't know. It, it could well have been American mm-hmm. because it was in the center of the country, and yeah. I think American was a, a, a major carrier at that okay. point. Yeah. Uh, so so when I so I got so you, to I I, I literally had never. Literally traveled. a terminal
0: one in Chicago. Yeah, and right.
1: and i would never traveled by myself. So you know this was, this was the baby duck uh, raising its <laughs> head out of the out of the, uh, of the nest, looking around, saying, "Hmm, there's a there's a really big world out there, right?" Mm-hmm. So uh, got into. Uh, uh, O'Hare mm-hmm. and had a, had a, oh it got, it had to be a three or four hour layover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and but as I say, I was going to say, it, it was, the temperature was maybe 50, 60 degrees when I left Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. It was five below zero in Chicago when I arrived in Chicago. And it was snowing. And the uh, so I sat around in the, the terminal building to before catching my connecting flight, mm-hmm. which was not a it was not a uh, a Constellation that flew from Chicago over to Lansing. I it may have been a DC-3, but I want I'd want to say it was it was actually a pressurized cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not not sure, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't a Constellation. It may have been a DC-3. At any rate, uh, that flight left out of Chicago at around 10 o'clock at night, and it was snowing. It wasn't a blizzard, but Mm -hmm. it was heavy snow. And to be honest, if I remember it correctly, I I would be a little bit surprised if
0: If it would
1: take off today today in Mm -hmm. that weather. But it just seemed to be the case. You go get on the plane, they take off into the black sky and it was, it, there was snow out the window the entire trip over. Uh, arrived in Lansing at around 2 in the morning, I want to say. Uh, it was 20 below zero there. Sweet. It was very cold. Uh, I don't think I would uh, had fully appreciated the scheduling, con- the concept of <laughs> scheduling when I left. And so I had nowhere to go at Three o'clock in the morning in Lansing, Michigan, and twenty at below airport. zero at the airport. And fortunately, as I say, there were there were several thousand kids that were coming in to, uh,
0: to, to take uh, these tests
1: to take these tests. And so I I actually ran into uh, a number of them uh, in a similar situation. Yes, right, <laughs> wandering around in in the the airport in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, there at least were a, a, a couple, maybe one or two or, or more uh, uh, people with a little bit of experience. Okay. But, yeah. but kids, mm-hmm. but still kids, sure. but a little bit of experience. And one of them said, "Hey, let's uh, let's get together and we we'll, there's a, there's a, uh, I, he said I, I know or have learned there's a there's a, a, a hotel not far from here and we'll go get a get a room at the hotel." And so I don't know. I want to say six of us uh, mm-hmm. gathered together. We, I think, we walked, if I'm not mistaken, if, uh, if I remember it right. We, I don't think, I don't think we took a taxi. Although we may have taken a taxi. It's
0: in, minus 20. Anything going out there is going to be cold. It's going to be. It's cold. It's just cold or super cold.
1: So we, we 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 made it to this hotel, and the the hotel essentially rented us a meeting room. Right, so so this wasn't a room with beds; it was a no. meeting room with tables and chairs. And you know, you you get you get guys are free to go in and 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 we, do we, what you can with do it. Do what you can with it. And I want I want to say we could we could actually arrive at the dorm on the, on the campus at ten o'clock the next morning. So you know, from 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 three or so in the morning until. Nine or so, we, we, we fit, did a little bit of sleeping. So, this whole idea that I was taking an airplane up there in order to be well rested that, 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 had that long, went out the window. Yeah, that yeah. was long since so gone. So, was the wasted. test
0: that day, later that day, no, it or was, the was next it day. the next day? It was so. the next day, yeah. Okay,
1: that, so, so, this was like a Friday. Uh, uh, getting or up there Thursday. on. A, okay. Right. I, I want to say we, I, you could check in at the dorm on Friday.
0: Gotcha. And so I'd lift right. on you Thursday. Knew, you knew night. it would take a day to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So anyway, we, we uh, uh which I checked into the dorm, and uh, I, I th- that was an introduction to, uh, to me to to life in the Northland because I had never seen temperatures like that. You know, zero was a really cold temperature in Sierra, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Twenty below zero was just out of out of
0: concept. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: But the, uh, the, the dorm on the campus, uh, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, everything was big, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the football stadium held mm-hmm. 100,000 people. I'd never seen a, something that would hold 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. The dorm, at least the dorm we were staying in, was a quad dorm. There were four buildings mm-hmm. uh, kind of set in a square. Mm-hmm. And then in the, there was a, a large building in the, right in the center of them, which was the cafeteria building. Makes and sense. so you, you, in order to get meal service, you got out of your room in the dorm and you wandered outside exactly. over to the, to yeah. the dorm, uh, to the cafeteria. Well, I, I, by this time, I was wearing every bit of clothing that I had taken I was with say, me. I say,
0: this is stressing your luggage a bit. Maybe. It,
1: well, the, the luggage was empty at this point. I was wearing everything, you know. <laughs> the, 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 and, and, and I was, was wandering from the, uh, the dorm over to the cafeteria. Trying to keep, I figured they were going to find my frozen body laying beside the sidewalk there. But all the kids that were students, uh, mm-hmm. they were they were wearing they were wearing shorts, t-shirts. They they you know pop out of the pop out of the dorm room, run across to. I only got to go over there. I've only got to go over there. Yeah, Then <laughs> I warm yeah. up. yeah and, and and I it didn't even look to me like it it affected them at all. But I was freezing <laughs> to death watching it. But anyway, we, we, we did that. So I took the uh, I took the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did okay. okay. But, but I wasn't yeah. in the top ten kids right. out of those thousands, out of thousands. I can assure you. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, when I talked to my dad about this uh, b- before leaving, you know, well, flying up to to Michigan sounded like a good idea. On the other hand, I really didn't need to get home all that quickly, mm-hmm. and so I was going to take the bus. And uh, so uh, from Michigan, I, uh, I boarded a Greyhound bus, mm-hmm. and it uh, went from Michigan. I remember it had a stop in Battle Creek. Uh, so I'd always heard of Battle yeah. Creek, Michigan from mm-hmm. the serial commercials. Yep. Yeah. And I was actually there. But anyway, we had we a stop in Battle Creek. But then over to Chicago, and,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I showed up. Oh, it was long about uh, sundown. Uh, pulled into downtown Chicago, Mm -hmm. and it had been a pretty long day uh, on the bus getting from uh, Lansing to uh, Chicago, and I counted the money that I had left in my pocket, and I had a a pretty good amount still left, Mm -hmm. and I had remembered uh, the ticket pricing, and I realized, hmm, I actually have enough for a plane ticket from Chicago <laughs> back to Oklahoma City. And so I uh, I uh, was, as I say, I was in downtown uh, Chicago and uh, uh, asked around. I, I checked in the bus terminal, and there was actually a shuttle
0: that would yeah. take
1: you from uh, from the, the bus terminal out to Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. So... So I, uh, I, I took that. I decided I was going to fly home. You're like,
0: yeah, So that I, airplane thing, it's it, kind of neat. <laughs> it was
1: pretty neat. Yes, it, re- it really was, yes. So I took the, uh, took the bus back out to uh, O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time. And then you uh, never looked back. I never looked back. And at, at that time, there, there, were, there were night flights. In particular, there were night fares on the airlines. Oh, there you go. So as it turns out, I could get a, a, a flight out of O'Hare that uh, left about midnight uh, mm-hmm. heading back towards Oklahoma City uh, that would get me into Oklahoma City about six in the morning. And it was red about, eyes
0: in both directions. Yep.
1: And it was it was uh, it was uh, I to say it was less than half of what the ticket coming up had cost me. So yeah, I, I got to I get
0: that plane back into position and exactly yeah, it. Yeah.
1: So I flew all, it was my, my first overnight flight. I, I flew, uh, say, repeated the, the route, it went from Chicago to Kansas City and then on to Oklahoma City. Uh, I, I got off of the, uh, the plane in uh, Oklahoma City about 6 mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. I learned, I was, be, I was becoming a seasoned traveler at that point. Uh, yeah. I knew that there was such a thing as shuttle buses that would take you from airports to downtown.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Found a shuttle that would take me to the bus station in downtown Oklahoma City. Look at so, that.
0: And you got a bus back to Sayre. Got a
1: bus back to Sayre. And uh, you could walk home from a, there. Got into Oklahoma City about uh, 6 a.m. And, oh, by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon or so, I was back in Sayre. Uh, ride, riding on a Greyhound bus. and uh,
0: mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, Started make, with a bus, um, finished up with the bus. and
1: Yep it was it was all there it was it was it was so that was my that was my introduction to to air travel uh and it was it was it was it was a good experience just from the fact of Mm -hmm. what i what i learned yeah i was gonna say yeah it was it and then my final my final individual little little vignette if you will Mm -hmm. of, of travel was in uh at the end of my uh, sophomore year in college, so this would have been the summer of 1964, uh, they were having, uh, we always characterized it as a World's Fair, although I don't think technically it was actually a World's Fair. It was a world exposition Mm -hmm. in New York City. And it was not a World's Fair because... Somebody else, some other city, somewhere else in the world, actually g- garnered the the title of World's Fair for that for that
0: year. They got, yeah.
1: They got to call there. They what call, to,
0: We're still going to do a world thing here, so. But, yeah.
1: but uh, this was the uh, this was the, the the World's Fair at uh, in uh, Flushing Meadows in uh-huh. New York City. Uh, a, uh, a a friend of mine from uh, high school days, uh, also. a uh, uh, just completed his freshman year at, 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 at Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, and in particular his his dad. Uh, we'll have to go at another time, but his dad had always been. Uh, he, he kind of always looked out for me a little bit at a distance. I, th- I think mm-hmm. he, he recognized that that he was he was he was the ag teacher in okay. in, in, in SARE. And uh, uh is
0: this the guy we spoke of earlier with the pickup truck? Yep, yeah, okay. Yep. yep.
1: It was him you know, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason he, he recognized early on that I was totally lacking in common sense <laughs> and he I think took it upon himself to try to get me into life a little bit, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that 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 as a with a college education that that he could probably suggest a few things going on that would would help me uh, mm-hmm. uh, get, get by, and, and and I think he liked for me hanging out with his son uh, mm-hmm. in, in the hopes that something would rub off there. That, cool. Uh, uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. it, 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 they they invited me to. They were going to go to New York for the World's Fair and invited me to go along, right, uh, to accompany them. Uh, which was great, and they were going to travel by train.
0: This is the World Expo that's in Men in Black.
1: no, i sorry. No, I'm glad you recognized that because <laughs> I, I thought when I said Flushing Meadows that, that that would would No, ring, I put it together,
0: bell. and then I can see, uh, you know, going, well, they're still there. We <laughs> that's right. Do they still work? Do they still work? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs>
1: Now that was exactly where it was and the and the big uh, the big globe that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, it crashes through at uh, the, the right. return yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. it was there All right. <laughs> so anyway we, uh, we 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 went by train so we caught a caught a train in uh, in uh, uh, Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and it went up through Kansas City and then over to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And then we changed trains in St. Louis and uh, uh, took a different train from there into New York City. So that was my first and really only experience. Well, not only. I've I've, I've traveled in my train a lot Mm -hmm. since. But that was my earliest experience at at taking a a train. It was
0: certainly your first cross-country experience on a train in the United States and, and all that. Yeah.
1: And uh, this
0: was. Uh, and you avoided Chicago this time. And
1: I avoided Chicago <laughs> this time. Although treating Chicago for uh, St. Louis for Chicago, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how well that. What a good deal that
0: is! But it's it was different.
1: It was. Uh, it, it, it was a fun trip uh, in that the the real cars at that time, the seats would swivel, and mm-hmm. so you you walk onto a car and you know all the seats are facing. One direction, right? But if you actually looked at it, you could actually swivel pairs of seats so that you could you could take two seats here and you could take the next row and swivel the 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 seats around so uh-huh. they were facing each other. And interesting, because uh, now
0: what they do is they lever, right. so there's like a you can grab the back. Of the seat that you're going to sit on, and let's say it's facing the way you don't want it to sit on, you just Click swing your, it. You swing it. You don't swivel it. Side. You swing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's at this a, point, they had super cool spinners underneath there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Each uh, each pair of seats literally <laughs> came down to, to a, a post. central ho- post in okay. the middle, right? All right. And so you could sw- swivel around mm-hmm. it, and 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 then they would recline a bit, and you could almost lay down and and sleep. So if they if the 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 mm-hmm. if the, uh, the coach was uh, was not terribly full and and yeah, th- these depending weren't. on what
0: segment you were on, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So we we, we, we spend the uh, I I spent my spent the night between sleeping in that and wandering down to the club car. Mm-hmm. So the the, mm-hmm. the back uh, at some place they, there was a club car that get a snack. You could go sit and get a snack and mm-hmm. uh, get a coke or, or something to drink and and, and the like. Cool. So that was, uh, that, was, that was a great experience. Plus, at, at, the, at the end of it, uh, learning, learning one's way around New York City I would at say. that time was, uh, was uh, a fascinating uh, life experience in and of itself. Uh, we stayed in the, a hotel called the Houston Hotel. I uh, always remember that. It's probably long since torn down. Uh, but we stayed, uh, so this was in lower Manhattan, uh, the hotel and, and, uh, each day we, I think we visited the fair three days or four days. Well, no, we were there almost a full week. So, so we, we at least spent, went, spent, uh, well, we, we probably spent three days at the fair. Uh, but then we also took one day we went to Coding Island. So oh, yeah. my first uh, experience with Coding Island. And my, my, my experience of riding the, the um, parachute drop at Coney Island. How'd the, that work? The, the parachute drop was you, you and, and my buddy and I, we, we took, took it together. You, you, uh, you go sit down on a leather strap that's perhaps nine inches to a foot wide, that connects to the edges of the, uh, of the, the parachute, mm-hmm. and there's a, a little belt that fastens in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so you sit down on that strap, and you're sitting underneath a 400-foot-tall tower, and they grab the top of the parachute, and they lift you 400 feet up in the air, and they turn you loose, and you float back down underneath the parachute. All the while hoping that you don't
0: drift out to sea, well, or, or, or into a or building, that you
1: scoot, or scoot forward a little bit and fall off. Oh, the Oh, there's strap. that too. Yeah,
0: because yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't notice a lot of uh, support mechanisms in that, and mm-hmm. it's probably a leather strap. So
1: it was it was a very flexible leather strap. <laughs> uh, there, there were two of us sitting together, you know, so it was it was it was kind oh, of oh yeah. So he shaped. wiggles,
0: you wiggle. Exactly. You're gone, or you're hanging like this for dear life and I'm I'm just doing the arms up in the air with something under my shoulders so Um, it reminds me of the scariest moment I ever had with my son was on a roller coaster at Six Flags down mm -hmm. in San Antonio and it was one of these uh, racer coasters which you know you're not going to go upside down or, or anything else so the only secure mechanism in there was the bar that came down across your lap well that's great if you're a chunker like Me and this my my son's friend's dad. So we big boys are sitting up front. I don't know why. (laughs) Probably turns out it was good. Um, And then my son and his friend are in the back, and my son's a beanpole at this point. (laughs) And he's he loved wearing these nylon sports short things. You know they're just slippery and and, you know all that. And it's a plastic seat. I look back. And, and there's a lot of up and down, so and they're slowing down and speeding up. His butt is all over the place, but not in that seat. And I literally remember reaching back behind me for the last half of the ride, just trying to push on his chest or anything I could get a hold of to try to pin him in his seat. <laughs> I think that's the... St- I, I think he was looking at me like... We never really talked about this. Maybe I'd say, hey, do you remember the time I thought you were going to slip out of the roller coaster? Uh, but, yeah, he, he was like this mix of terrified. Dad wouldn't have put me on this thing if it was going to kill me, right? Right.
1: He <laughs> and, wouldn't have, would he? Yeah, honestly. And, Honest. and
0: why, is my, why can't I sit in this seat? <laughs> there was a bewildered look on his face, yeah. So I, I can't imagine... You know, and it's all those jokes we see or memes now where, um, you know, I'm a Gen Xer and, you know, 70s is my childhood. And I, we had, our idea of fun was crashing plastic pedal toys, mm-hmm. little riding things into each other. Of course. And then, then just getting up and, and go, or you know. Giggling
1: evil, and going off to do it again.
0: What's Evil Knievel going to do next? Yeah. You know, th- those kinds of things. So, um yeah, but I still can't imagine sitting on a, a leather strap with a parachute and somebody thinking, this should be fine.
1: Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tend to, I tend to, to uh, not be a great fan of heights anyway. And uh, I, I can assure you that uh, sitting on that leather strap with with literally you know a, a quarter inch of leather was between me and 400 foot uh, 400 foot drop.
0: I'm just thinking, way too many degrees of freedom.
1: Yep, uh, it, <laughs> it it really was. Yeah. So and that's one of those so things that having having survived it. Yes. <laughs> it's been a, it's for the last 70 years or so. It's been a, a nice uh, source of uh, a story material. For sure. But uh, anyway, yeah. So got the. Got to see Coney Island. Got to got to ride on that. Got to uh, got, got to, to see the mounted in, get,
0: spaceships. get on in the the,
1: get yeah. in the uh, uh, Atlantic Ocean uh, mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, Learn about uh, frozen custard, which was a great oh, East yeah. Coast. Uh, yeah, you know they 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 were keeping that stuff secret from uh, from Western Oklahoma. From Central, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was great. The the World's Fair was uh, was was fantastic. I, I enjoyed it. Right across the first, uh, uh, that I was aware of, first uh, 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 fried chicken restaurant, which was the Oklahoma exhibit at the World's Fair, uh, they essentially were selling fried chicken dinners. Was, uh, was, uh, what and there they, was what a what guy do- with
0: a white beard standing over in the corner not, going, not, mm-hmm. not yet, no. It, well, he might have got the idea. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway, we we uh, we made it a point to to stand and you had to stand in line to get your fried chicken because it was one of the hits of the uh, sure. the food part of the of the fair. Uh, but a uh, lot of a lot of lot of fun stuff to uh, to cool. look at and 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 like and and indeed, yeah, you can you can definitely appreciate the Men in Black uh, show after the having, reference having there, been there for sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: and
1: riding the riding the subway uh, every day from uh, from. Uh, uh, Manhattan uh, downtown uh, uh, mm-hmm. Manhattan out to the to the Flushing Meadows
0: then uh, imagine that's how you got it to Coney Island as well
1: and actually when you'd get off the uh, get off the subway to to go to the fair if you looked across the way was Shea Stadium mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. was just had just opened it was a brand new stadium for that the, was
0: the Mets oh uh,
1: that was the Mets yeah okay yeah at the time mm-hmm and uh, yeah, they, they that, that was that was very new. This was it was been in '64, so yeah, yeah. still very new. Hmm. So that that was uh, that was my uh, uh, filling out the uh, the, uh, the 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 triumph or the, the trinity of uh, travel time. Uh, 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 trains,
0: automobiles. and automobiles.
1: Absolutely, always appreciated that uh, that title from that point on.
0: Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I've never, in the United States, I've um, you know, grown up a little bit later in, the, in this, our American experience. Um, I think my first uh, long distance trip, of course, was in the family car. Hmm. And uh, it was in my grandmother's, we'd, we'd borrowed grandmother's, um, God, it was a big green car, I think it was a Cougar. Mercury Cougar. Mm-hmm. If I got the, uh, it might uh, anyway. This thing was just huge, and we drove from uh, North Central Ohio to my aunt's home near Philadelphia. So I remember going to, you know, Independence Hall. Um, my sister and I being dropped off there to learn a little bit about, you know, Benjamin Franklin. Going to the the Franklin Museum. Um, swimming in my uh, aunt and uncle's above ground pool, that was just the coolest thing, wow. That, that, wow, they had a pool in their backyard, mm-hmm. and it was just a little simpler time, things like that, and then uh, we spent a few days there, doing Philadelphia, um, I remember Valley Forge being very hot, we, we, we went out, stood out on a field, and I know I was supposed to be interested in that, but to me it was just hot. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me years later when we went to, this so my parents really did a great job of stitching together. Yeah, I think on the way back, we went to Gettysburg, which was also hot. Yep. And they had that big tower uh, in the middle that you could look around the battlefield and it would give you the, the, the um, um, description of you know where the, the various uh, battalions were and, and, and so forth and the movement of battle. And then, uh, so that was on the return and we also of course went to Hershey Park. Yay. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I think, it, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. So it was, uh, you know, short attention span, but I, I, I really loved the Franklin Institute that, that really kind of stroked my nerd, um, interest at the time. And yeah, you know, they had the Tesla balls and you just get the sparks flying and all that stuff. And, uh, and then my mom had a um, a uh, high school friend all the way you know, basically a friend from her youth that had lived up in Connecticut and so we left um, uh, the Valley Forge area of Pennsylvania drove up to their home in Connecticut and then um, I think mom and my sister and you know we all came, we all drove back in yeah I just no, Dad went fishing. That's right. I think Dad went fishing with the husband. And then my mom's friend was just like, oh, you guys really should go into the city. Um, they told us where to park or whatever. And I, I got to see the Rockettes, you know, yeah. Radio City Music Hall. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Cool. Cool. So that was our kind of my first introduction in New York City was, was, A, driving into the city, um, which... My mom, bless her heart, um, was not that great at driving in city traffic. Um, she'd spent a lot of time in her... After college, she was, a, she was a teacher in, I believe it was Euclid, Ohio, so up near Cleveland. Um, but that was the kind of the biggest city that she'd ever done driving in. And the whole just... <laughs> we were in a sea of yellow, I remember, <laughs> driving down this one road. And we, we made it. Uh, we, you know, obviously here to tell about it. Uh, my other favorite story about my mom and driving was uh, some neighbors of ours uh, when I was growing up. This would have been like third, fourth grade, uh, third grade when we moved away from that street. But um, our neighbors were really cool, really neat neighbors. And we had driven up to go to, um, oh, mom was really into, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the, uh, Mystic, no, Mystic Harbor was in Connecticut. There was a, um, she was always into crafts and arts and stuff like that. So anyway, we were up there, and and Dad um, didn't go with us on this trip. He was working. Anyway, we were driving into Detroit for some reason, and we, we were recounting the day's adventures. And I remember, um, Mom said, "Yeah, we we got a little confu- I was a little confused on which off ramp to get off, and um, so we stopped." <laughs> and and Mr. Reidenauer he's like, you stopped. <laughs> you stopped. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of, I just kind of stopped on the off ramp to check the signs, and I, 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 in my mind, I was thinking, I thought we were dead. <laughs> I thought this was going to be it. A truck was just going to run up on us, and and that would be the end of it. But yeah, it's just little, <laughs> just little things that are seared into your memory of. Don't stop, keep going. You can figure it out later. Yeah. So that's kind of my, uh, <laughs> you know, forward progress.
1: <laughs> well, actually, that that whole area, that, and maybe that's that's why memories stick with you. Right? The, the the ones that that really hang around are the ones where you, you learn something, right? That mm-hmm. you, you learned a lesson, or you learned about something, and, and uh, so so many of my uh, the memories I have of. of of traveling in that era was was literally learning how to travel mm-hmm. and, and and I often think that it's it's marvelous that I lived through it that, that, yeah. you know that I I, I I didn't get wander off into the to the hinterlands and never find my way out at some point the trip to uh, to New York uh, for, the, for the World's Fair I, I so I was I was a freshman and I mean a, a, sophomore, a sophomore in yeah. college at this point so it wasn't yeah. that I was was. Totally lacking for having opportunities or, or time to learn some things, but I still had a lot of things to learn. And I, I remember uh, uh, one of the, one of the better uh, better memories or, or lessons from that trip to New York was to learn about a Jewish delicatessen. Now I'd I've never uh, I, I I grew up on on country country cooking if you will country yeah. fair mm-hmm. uh, and the like which uh, which I loved then and I still love now sure but I it, as it turned out there was a, a little delicatessen that was uh, uh, right across the street from the hotel mm-hmm. and we uh, we uh, my friend his mom and dad and I we we took a lot of meals at that that little mm-hmm. delicatessen and you know, I learned the I learned the merits of, uh, of, of bagels oh, yeah. and crepelet soup and uh, pastrami sandwiches, mm. and it was just it was great. And and sour pickles, uh, a, a bowl of sour pickles on the table that was just there for oh, you yeah. to, 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 to munch on, right?
0: Yeah. That it's kind of like, uh, yeah, and, and and we see that s- similar culture in uh, in barbecue in Texas mm-hmm. barbecue. You know, there's there's beans over there, they're on the house. You know, yeah. it's all it's well you know. Just get the ladle and
1: help yourself and
0: help yep. yourself to some do, beans do and what,
1: do what you want. Yep. You
0: need bread, onions, pickles, yeah, yeah pickled pickles. You know, <laughs> it's like pickled onions. You know all that. Uh, yeah, no, I. It, it, there, there's a culture to the whole thing of it. Well, I, I, I,
1: I learned, and I, I don't know why pastrami wasn't was an, an integral part of my growing up, you know, at that point.
0: <laughs> You're like, where have you been?
1: Where have, where, where have you been? Why, why have you been hiding this from me? Uh, and rye bread. And, and rye bread.
0: Because you don't run across rye bread. You don't. Or well, Or at least I don't, I don't see it often.
1: I, actually, so th- mm-hmm. th- this was the only place that I saw rye bread in a, in a commercial setting. Uh, okay. When I, was, when I was very young. Uh, a, uh, a family, uh, immigrated from Germany, uh, mm-hmm. to to live in uh, to at, out in the country. Well, they lived at Grimes, which was a little rural community. But yes, okay. it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, my dad's cousin sponsored them. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad's uh, had family from from the, the Schleswig Holstein oh, area yeah. mm-hmm. uh, between Denmark and Germany. So we uh, mm-hmm. always thought of ourselves a bit as German. My dad's cousin, who lived lived out in that that community, sponsored this couple to come over. The the gentleman had been a, a soldier in the Vermont. Uh, yeah. He'd spent uh, most of uh, World War II in a Russian uh, prison camp, prisoner of war camp. Uh, but uh, uh, they would we would go very often on Sunday afternoon. We would go out to visit with them and mm-hmm. and my dad's cousin and have dinner and she would lish was the the lady's name lishken would would cook a typical german meal for us on uh on sunday evening and that always included hard rye bread which mm. she would mm-hmm. she would mm-hmm. bake wow and and that was again it that was the greatest thing since sliced bread it, it, yeah. it, at any rate but so going to new york was the first time that i saw the similar Yes. Uh, Similar foods, and particularly similar breads that I had gotten as a as a special thing, uh, a special occasion in in Oklahoma. It was just it was there at every meal in in New York, and that was just great. That was fantastic.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that. You know, kind of the bootstrapping of your travel experiences in your youth and college. Maybe maybe on
1: a on a subsequent. uh, subsequent visit, we can we can get into uh, our business travels uh, and uh, yeah. uh, a few of the things Cause that Some we did of those
0: principles just carried forward.
1: They, they carried forward, and 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 we started to both of us, I know, started to learn the nuances uh, to fill in the gaps that we hadn't learned earlier, and uh, uh, it's it's amazing what. Uh, what you can learn when you put in a few million miles uh, of air travel around the world. So,
0: yeah, gum. Speaking of that, I'm gonna be doing some of that uh, a week from today. So cool. won't be uh, joining you for breakfast for a couple of weeks. Get to go do the work trip. So crossing the pond once more.
1: Well, that it, it, that that may I see a couple of weeks out. That that may put us back. Uh, if uh, maybe our next to get together is somewhere close to October the fourth, uh, we can uh, we can uh, start reminiscing about the space race a little bit at that time, perhaps.
0: It'll be a bit after that because I'm actually departing on October first, which is next oh. Saturday. Okay. And I will I should get back to lovely Central Texas sometime in the evening on the tenth. Which is a Monday.
1: Very good. Well, it, it's close enough. Uh, yep. Uh, 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 just as, space you, race it, October. As you just mentioned that uh, one, of, one of my uh, the one of the dates that I always remember is October the fourth, nineteen mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll uh, perhaps can launch off a little bit into that and uh, and uh, talk a little about the space race.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see where Firefly is. They've been having their issues getting up in the air again or yep. for, for a first successful launch. And um, they still have their equipment. They still have their platform. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everything they've found is uh, kind of, you know, like, we'll fix it on the ground kind of thing. Yep. And then uh, as we were speaking earlier, you weren't sure if Elon got the rockets off this week or not. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on that.
1: It's always, uh, I, I look forward to that. I, it's become, unfortunately, it's become commonplace enough that I don't know it in advance, but I generally pick up on it after the fact. So
0: Very cool. Well, thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. Same. See Thank ya. You. And that brings to a close the conversation portion of episode 14 of the Mike Newman Show. This time, I managed to get the gain up too far on Tim's microphone. We'll see if we can zero in on perfection next time. So, come on back. Why do I do this podcast? Well, check out the About page of this show's website, found at MikeNewman.show, which is spelled M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N.show, and click the About label at the top right side of the webpage. This is a Value for Value production. What is Value for Value, you say? Well, I mention it at the end of each episode, but it may be new to you, so I'll give a little more detail. Quite simply, it's a mutual exchange of value between the producers of this podcast and those who receive value from listening in. That would be you. I, as a producer of this podcast, publish this product for everyone to experience. Sometimes the product's better than other times. I get that. You, in return, can listen in. That's that's what you do. That's step number one. And it costs you nothing in talent and treasure, well, maybe a little bit of talent, finding that app, clicking the button, looking us up, but definitely some time, and that has appreciated your time listening in on this show. I, on the other hand, am investing significant time and obviously modest amount of talent and some upfront and recurring treasure in the equipment, self-hosting, and bits of software that I use to record and produce each episode. Well, that's where we start. The next step is where it gets interesting. And where a mutual exchange of value can occur, when we close that loop, you have the opportunity to become a producer, yeah, actually contributing to the show alongside me in this adventure. You can bring content, as much treasure as you feel your time spent here is worth, episode by episode. And by content, uh, what I'm talking about basically is a little note, an email or something where you might have an idea for us, uh, something to talk about on the show, chatting, chatting, with us in live chat uh when we go live or uh sending a boostergram with the same type of thing with a with a message inside that that could turn into uh, a relevant bit of content and has shown over time with many podcasts to be a very dynamic portion of the show where uh the contributions are recognized and and they can be quite funny there are literally millions of podcasts available to anyone on the planet with an internet connection if you find yourself coming back to this show ask yourself how much value am i receiving personally it will be different for everyone every time but if you find yourself coming back at least be honest with yourself you're deriving some form of value by the amount of time and and the experience you have listening here i certainly didn't invent this value for value model far far from it i'm convinced that it's a long standing model embedded in our psychology that we've largely ignored in the west because we're so used to essentially scanning price tags, being told what to pay for things, uh, with zero feedback loop and minimal variability. By listening to this podcast through an app found at newpodcastapps.com and reading through the draft version of a fantastic explainer on Value for Value at, oddly enough, valueforvalue.info, you may start to see how you can send financial support and incentive Back to the show with integrated messaging called Boostergrams. I mentioned those a little bit earlier. Or hit my PayPal link and send us some megas money, fiat fund coupons, otherwise known as U.S. dollars. And, of course, through email to send us feedback, content ideas, constructive criticism, encouragement, or whatever. Uh, I just value your feedback. Tim and I really do enjoy our mornings at the diner, and we look forward to hearing from you in any of those ways. Hit us up in live chat next time we're live or uh, send us that boostagram anytime, day or night of the week with an attached message using one of those apps again from newpodcastapps.com. Until next time, stay awake, not woke, my friends. Romans 5.8.